This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back to Mad Made Monsters, the show all about scary, true encounters with other people. Once again, this is Eric, and it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Tonight, my friend Draco will share her stories. Some stories may be extremely unsettling. Listener's discretion is advised. For a link to our Discord where you can be interviewed for a future episode, and to discover more horror podcasts like this, go to eeriecast.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Man Made Monsters. I've got my good friend Draco here, and she's going to go and tell her stories, story. She's going to go and let us know, you know, just uh, general stories. So I'll let you kind of introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, and uh, and yeah. Well, yes, hello. My name's Draco. If you've probably seen my name on Twitter, it's li- or in the comments, you see it's LadyDraco87. But uh, yeah, grow up in, grew up in California as... I grew up in California. I grew up in a little small town. It's between West Covina and La Puente. It was a small town, Belinda. That's where I grew up mostly. And just to get this out of the way, my parents split up when I was eight years old. And for like eight years, I lived with my mom and my older brother in this apartment until the day she passed away because she had gotten sick. But she were, she didn't want to go in the hospital, even though we kept telling her, like, Mom, you got to go to the hospital, because she kept coughing. She could barely, like, walk. But she said the reason why she didn't want to go in is because she had this fear that she wouldn't come out. And, yeah, and go figure, it actually happened. She was set to come out on March 21st. This was in 2003. And um, she was all set to come home, and then... During the night, she ended up having a seizure, and it caused the back of her head to fill with blood, and um, they had to pull her off life support, because she wasn't breathing on her own. That's horrible. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was 16 when she passed. It's easier to talk about now, but it's just before. Yeah, I mean, I know when death is fresh, it's incredibly hard, I know. I mean, I've had, you know, loss in my life, and... You know, as years get by, it becomes progressively easier, and you just kind of like learn to kind of, you know. Now I just say it sucks, you know. Anytime I talk about the death of my family, I'm like, yeah, it sucks. It just sucks. Mm-hmm. I've shed all the tears I can at this point. So, yeah, when you get older, you you learn not to cry so much, but it's just, you know, like my friends didn't understand. They're like, you know, it's been a year. Why are you still upset about your mom dying? I'm like, Obviously, you guys aren't close with your mom. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't think I would take that response very nicely if somebody told me, like, man, just hasn't already been, like, a year. You know, like, I get if it was, like, a long-distance cousin that I met once, you know. <laughs> yeah. Your mom, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't talk to those people anymore. I mean, that's high school. I mean, people get upset. Oh, I used to know this person in high school, but... Don't, some advice I learned is like don't don't be upset if you lose con- uh, contact with friends. They were important for to you at one point in your life, but you know their job's done. You know, be, don't be upset about it. People drift. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I'd do the same thing, you know. And uh, so after, I mean, after that happened, did you, you were 16. Where did you live at that point? Well, like I said, me and my brother Ben were living with my mom. And then we ended up living with my dad. He, he drove a truck. So um, we ended up living with him. And then, you know, my brother, he ended up moving out. And I had my own place. I, I went to well, I went to culinary school. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, unfortunately, the school that I went to, it wasn't really accredited school. Because I went to the school in Pasadena. It turns out the whole thing wasn't credited. It was all a scam. And I'm still dealing with the with the damn bills to this day. Damn, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but did you? I mean, were you able to use what you learned though, though, in your your career going forward? You're like, well, at least I know how to do this. Yeah, it I was able wasn't to. So do... much you can you couldn't show like the degree and be like, hey, look, this is where I went. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I was on my way to gain like, because now the problem is that uh, with culinary school, they the, the school they told you, oh, once you graduate from our class, you'll be able to, uh, you know, get a job anywhere. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't tell us that you need two-year experience in order to do such to do that. And it's like, I did manage to get a small job at a small place. But then, and my dad used to drive a truck for FedEx, but he got into an accident and where he had to go on medical leave. And I've been taking care of my dad for like the past 20 years. Damn, that's hard. Yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, you know, I've always wondered. I mean, I'm still kind of at a point where my my mom's taking care of my grandma, and you know, I see how kind of hard that is on her. And you know, I know she's gonna get older to the point where I got older brothers, but I've always felt like the oldest. So I don't know if I'll take the responsibility or one of them, or you know. Yeah. Now I'm the youngest of four kids because I have two old. I have older brother, sister, older brother. Ben, that's that's my yeah. I've old the oldest, the third oldest kid. That's my brother Ben. He's the well, he's the one that my mom favored, and this this is where part of like the reason why there's a lot of reason why I have well I, I do have dad issues, but I have mostly mother issues because the fact well the sad part is is that my mom she favored my brother Ben, and it's just like you now parents say oh I don't have a favorite sibling. I'm like, uh-huh, but she would go out of her way to, like, help my brother Ben. She would praise him. She wouldn't stop talking about him to other people. But when people would ask what I was doing, it just seemed like nothing was good enough to get her attention. Like, she would say, oh, that's nice, and then go back to focusing on what uh, my brother was doing. And it just, you know, it just sucks. Like, for uh, example, if you've watched Hey Arnold, I'm pretty much, like... Helga, but I'm not a bully about it. Because I mean, if you've seen that show, like, she was neglected because her parents were always obsessing about her perfect older sister, Olga. And that's why she bullies other people and stuff for attention. But I never did that. But it's just... Yeah, at least my dad actually listened when he was home. Because he, he would work. Like, as a truck driver, he would be gone for days at a time. When he was home, he would actually take the time to listen... To what I had to say, but a lot of times, my mom didn't. But like now, but now it's like, 
I, for a long time, I thought that was normal, but now apparently it's neglect. And I, and it's like I didn't want to accept that fact, but it's just, you know, my mom did that, and I always wanted to ask her, like, did she not like me? Like, why did she do that? I never got the chance to ask my mom that type of question, those type of questions. But the thing of it is that when the time came around to ask her. Yeah, I remember she and uh, I came home from school. I was just so mad, but I was in middle school. And was it middle school? No, high school, high school. No, I was in high school and I came home and um, she was sitting on the bed, which wasn't like her, because normally she'd be like on the phone because she used to sell Avon. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know what Avon is. It's pretty much um, well, it's like makeup, hair. It's pretty um. It was like a catalog you can order stuff from it and my mom was like a top salesman for Avon. But no, she was sitting on the bed at home and she usually she had like a smile on her face or whatever, but this time she was just sitting on the bed and she was like, Hey, can I talk to you? And I'm like, I can, I gotta do I gotta do chores and that was another thing that that um I had to deal with was that I had to do chores, but somehow my brother would trick me into doing his chores. Or like if he did something bad, I got blamed for it. He actually, we used to, we used to share a room and we had a bunk bed, and he broke the bed, but somehow it was my fault. And then when he used to, we he used to play baseball. He was playing with the ball in the room, even though my mom said don't play ball in the room. He broke the window, and somehow I got blamed for it. But now that day she was sitting on the bed, and I was like, oh, I can't. I got, I got chores to do. And then she's like, he goes, and she's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what are you sorry for? She goes, I'm sorry for the stuff I've done to you. And I didn't know how to respond. I was like, like, uh, it's okay, mom. And that was around the time she ended up going into the hospital. And yeah. Yeah, but it's just yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know and you're still at such a young age it's kind of hard to process those kind of thoughts what what do you think you would have said now as an adult if your mom were to tell you that i would have said you're sorry you're sorry f you really think a sorry is going to erase all the all the time you ignored me i mean i generally try i'm doing my best you know I had my gr my grades were good, you know. I did every I did everything perfect. I went to school on time. I did my homework. I did chores. And all you gotta say is you're sorry for not giving me attention. Why do you do you hate me or something? Like what's so great about Ben? Why do you focus on him? Damn. Well, geez. Yeah. Sorry. It's just. No, you're good. I just, yeah, it's, that's a, it's a, yeah, fuck. <laughs> I guess to put into one word, yeah, just fuck, dude, fuck. It sucks. It sucks and it's horrible. You know, I'm, and it's kind of nice that she realized, though, you know, even though it was kind of too late to really make amends and, you know, to change, change what happened. But, 
you know, that she, she at least acknowledged that. I know that's probably hard, you know, and I think I, I kind of was similar with my mom and stuff growing up. I was youngest, but I ran away from home at 15 just because I felt like I was alone most of my life and my older brothers did their own thing. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I ran from California to Texas. I took a plane and flew and just lived with some friends that I knew that were like my brother's friends in high school. But I was, I think I was middle school at the time. Oh, and, shoot. Uh, yeah, just, uh, but, you know, I realized later on my mom was going through her own stuff, you know, midlife crisis and trying to figure out who the hell she was. And, you know, I didn't have my dad growing up at all. It was just me and her and my older brothers tell they got old enough to do their own thing. They left. But, uh, yeah, it's just hard, you know, but now that I'm a, more of an adult now, I'll be 28 here and next month, like in, yeah, next month on 20th. So, Hey, no, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I've had time to, to reflect and change my mindset. And, you know, that, now that I'm a parent myself, I see how it, it's not always that easy, but some things are just inexcusable too. You can't always make an excuse for, for, you know, neglect and, it's hard. Yeah, it's just hard though because it's your mom. You want to love her, and so, yeah, I can relate. I can relate on on some things, may not everything, but you know. And uh, well, I know I know we had talked earlier on the messages. You said you had uh, an elementary story involving. Let's see. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's one thing I no. The reason why. I... Makeup I brought up my mom is because my mom used to work at the elementary school uh, me and my brother Ben would go to and uh, she was a teacher assistant and yeah unfortunately I was bullied mostly because of that because my mom was a TA and when I've, to when I've told my friends about this they're like wait is that the Maryland why they teach you I'm like well that's what they told me when I asked them like why are you guys always picking on me stuff and I heard this one chick Katrina and for she's like that's not fair your mom works at the school and it's like but the thing of it is I never talked to any I didn't talk to anybody I didn't bother anybody I never said anything about anybody and apparently everybody thought oh you think you're better than us is because your mom worked at the school I'm like I never said anything like that I don't know where you guys get this attitude from I don't have an attitude you're the ones that don't invite me to play and other stuff. Like, a lot of times I just end up playing. I ended up just playing by myself. And though I made some friends, there were some nice people. But it's just the majority of them were like, you know, they they, they would assume I was, they think I was burning them. I did not. I mean, there were times I could have told my mom, like, what was going on. But I didn't. So, yeah. Okay, this t Oh, yeah. So... I've had good teachers. None of them were ever bad to me. But this one teacher, Miss Nelson, that was her. That was her name. I don't know what this woman's problem was with me, but she would make me feel very uncomfortable. Like she, have you ever been somewhere where you just, you didn't feel welcome? Yeah, yeah, I've definitely been in more than one situation like that. Well, this is how this teacher made me feel. This was third grade. And I don't know, I don't know what this woman's problem was. I mean, all she she always wore like a blue button-up shirt. She wore a skirt, but the way she would move and stuff, it was just like it was like she worked in security or something. And the way she talked, I mean, I, I know teachers have an authoritative thumb, but her voice, 
it sound, it made me feel like I was on a camp or a prison because the way it was that strong and I'm and I'm like she should be like uh, monitoring a prison or something not teaching kids hmm. but I I just did not feel comfortable because she made me feel like she just made me feel like I didn't feel welcome there I mean she was she would put on a smile and talk to the other students all nicely but with me it's just like blank expression or she would glare and I didn't understand like and still to this day I don't understand like why she would do that but like during class if I had answers to a question she would she would not pick me she would pick the next person and then if I like if I dropped a pencil which I didn't I would which I would like um for some reason like the desk the pencils would just roll off and she would just be like stop that like stop making noise I'm like my pencil just dropped. It's like, I don't care. Stop making noise. It just seemed like if I breathed wrong, yeah, she would yell. you were just always and, on edge. Or exactly. she was always on edge. You had to just like walk on pins and needles just around. Yeah, I've, I hate those kind of situations. Absolute worst. Yeah, so I mean, I've definitely been in that situation where you're on pins and needles and you feel kind of like, oh, fuck, I can't do anything around this person. And it's hard, too, because, I mean, it, it's a teacher and you're so young and you're like, what the hell? What? Did I do something? Did I offend you? Did you know? What, does this person just hate me? Yeah, and that's the thing. I never understood. I never understood. Never got answers about it. But I would tell my mom about it. like the teacher would act short with me and stuff. And then it doesn't help that the teacher. She's like, your teacher told me that you were being disruptive in class. Is that true? And I. And that was one of the things like my mom never believed. That I was innocent. I told her like, no, all I did, all, all I didn't have was that the pencil would roll off the desk. That was in she or like I would drop a piece of paper. The teacher would just snap, like for no reason. And my mom was like, you must have been doing something. I'm like, yeah, I was dropping pencils on purpose, mom. Of course, I didn't want to act smart because my mom would hit, like if you talked back to my mom, she would hit you. That's what's uh that was was one thing scary about her. You wouldn't see it coming, but yeah. So pretty much, I was just like on pins and needles with this teacher. It just seemed like you know, I had to keep my stuff on the desk. I was just, and none of the other kids saw anything wrong with it. Or it's like if the te if the teacher snapped at me, they would laugh like a bunch of like a bunch of hyenas about it. And then even though I'm not making any noise, some of them would actually get me in trouble on purpose. They'd be like. Stop making noise. Oh, look, she's doing it again. And I'm like, I wasn't doing anything. Ugh. And it did, and this was, and it caused me so much stress that I actually woke up one morning and I had these, uh, I think they're called mouth sores or something, but I had them on the side of my, um, on the inside of the cheek of my mouth. And I couldn't talk, and I couldn't really open my mouth because that's how big these sores were. So I ended up having to stay home until they went away. And when my mom took it to the doctor, the doctor said, "I've never seen this. It's like I never seen these form on the inside of a person of a person's mouth. I've only seen them form on your tongue. It's like the only way these form is from stress. It's like either you don't brush your teeth or you don't or you have stress. And of course, like with how these sores were, I couldn't really talk. And the doctor asked my mom, like." Is she stressed out or something bad going on at home? And of course, I couldn't say what was going on, but my mom was like, Oh, you know, it's a kid's school. I'm not really sure. 
So, yeah, I pretty much had to stay home for like about a week. They couldn't talk or anything. At least my brother was nice enough to help speak for me to my mom if I needed anything. But, yeah, so about a week goes by. And apparently I missed a lesson in school because during that time in class, we were learning how to write addresses. But, of course, during that week, I was sick. So I didn't know. So I pretty much missed a lesson like how you're supposed to write addresses. Hey, friends, don't go anywhere just yet. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So then when I came back, the teacher's like, Oh, welcome back. You're just in time for you're just in time for a test. I'm like, a test? But for some reason she was really mad. I mean, her face was like super red. I mean, normally her face was just like like the, the like her face, the cheeks on her face would just be a little bit red, but she was just like it looked like she was uh, about to, like, to snap because her face was like, it went from, you ever see, like, the thermometer where it goes, like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Her face was stuck, like, the red on her face was barely covering the top of her eyebrows. And I didn't, and I'm like, a test. And she goes, here, just sit down and copy what's, copy what's on the board. And I was like, I'm like, great, more stress. So I sit down, and the thing of it is, is that, you know, I didn't know we were learning how to write addresses like on an envelope and or and you're going to send a package. So because it was a test, I couldn't ask questions. So I started writing it, but I ended I ended up write, uh, writing it like a sentence or like a paragraph. And apparently that's not how you write addresses. But then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all I heard like a loud crack. And I'm like, what was that noise? And then I saw she had grabbed the yardstick in the classroom and hit me over the head with it. And it broke in half and it flew and hit the chalkboard. And the pain didn't hit me until after like a few seconds afterward because all of a sudden like my vision blurred and I was like, what the? And then she grabbed my paper and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you not know how to write addresses? And she started just going off on me in class. And this is during a test, mind you. And all the other kids, normally they would laugh if she snapped on me and stuff. But no, all of a sudden, they were all quiet. They are all spooked when she started going off on me. She's like, are you stupid? Are you retarded? How do you not know how to write a fucking address? And I'm like, I'm like, I was, I was sick for a week. I'm like, I'm like, didn't the school inform you or anything? But she just went off me like, you know, are you fucking stupid? Are you retarded? It's like... She just said, like, this nasty stuff to me. She laid into me for, like, ten minutes. And then that's when the recess bell 
went and then she was like she was like no you're gonna stay here until you fucking do this and that's when I'm like oh I because I missed the lesson and that's when she goes you write an address this way on the board and I did the test and then I just I just walked out but I don't everything was like pretty much a blur I went and sent by a tree and I was just shaking because I just you know, a teacher hit me on the head with a yardstick, and it broke in half, mind you. I was, I was, I was, thankfully I was lucky it didn't cause any, like, bleeding or anything, but I remember this bump formed on my head, and then all of a sudden the other kids came up to me, and they were like, are you okay? Like, what ha They're like, are you okay? I'm like, I couldn't say anything, because I was just in a state of shock. And they were like, you should tell your mom what happened, like, it's like, Miss Nelson shouldn't have done that to you. You're like, you weren't even here for the week. So pretty much the day just went by normally. I was just like jumping at any noise. Like when the when she would come by, I would like, like free, I was like, like I, I would jump at any noise if she came by. I was, yeah, I was thankful I didn't pee myself, but it's just. Yeah, that's terrifying. I mean, so what what happened after that? Did you did you end up telling your mom that same day, or when you got yeah, home? Yeah, what Yeah, yeah. When we yeah, she picked well, she picked she picked us up from school. Well, she picked me up from school. My brother went was doing something out. He was hanging out with some friends, so he wasn't home. So when we got home, my mom's like, "Okay, you need to." Make, see what laundry you need to do. And she looks to me and she sees. I didn't realize that the bump got bigger on my head. Apparently it was the size of a golf ball. But when it first happened. It was like the size of a paintball. And. Yeah. So apparently it got it grew to the size of a golf ball. And she's like. Oh my god. What happened? What happened to you? And I'm like. I, I, was, I started shaking. But I was trying to talk. But it's just. You know. I was afraid I was going to get hit again. And she was like, who did this to you? She's like, tell me their name. And I'm like, Miss Nelson did this to me. And she was like, your teacher? So I told her, like, what happened? I'm like, well, apparently we were taking a test on how to write addresses on, like, a lot, on a letter. Or when you're writing a letter or sending something to someone. And it's like, I missed the lesson because I was, like, I was sick. I was sick with the sores in my mouth. And... You know, I didn't understand how to write addresses. And then all of a sudden she hit me with the yardstick. And I told my mom, like, the stuff she said. And she was like, why would it, it's like, are you sure you're not making it up? Why would it, why would she do that? And I'm like, you know what? I bet you if it was your precious Ben, you wouldn't be doubting it. And she looked shocked because I never talked back to her or anything. But she saw the, and I'm like, she used, I'm like, she used a yardstick on my head and called me a retard. She said it was slow. Like, are you stupid? And then my mom was like, it was Miss Nelson, right? I'm like, yes. She did that during class today. And that's when she gave me a hug. She goes, don't worry. She goes, just go lie down because I'll get dinner going. She's like, don't worry. I'll take care of it. And so, like, I went and laid down. And pretty much, I don't remember much happening after that. Because I guess I must have passed out from the shock. And, I mean, yeah, I got hit up the head. and everything. Yeah, so pretty much, I don't remember. And it wasn't until the next morning, I'm like, 
Oh, no, I gotta go back to school. Thankfully, the bump went down a bit. But I was just still scared to... I was just still scared to go. My mom just told me, like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. And it was during... Uh, it was, like, before the class started. You know, I was just sitting by a planter. I was drinking water. And what, then all of a sudden... What led up to it? Did you talk to your mom that morning about it? Like, you know... Do you, do you remember exchanging any words like, hey, are you going to say anything? Or, you know, was there any reassurance that, you know, things would be okay? Or were you still kind of like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Well, even though my, when I woke up, I was getting ready. She had, my mom asked me, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, do I still have to go to school? She goes, goes yeah, you have to go. She goes, I don't, it's like, yes, you have to go. It's like, but don't worry. She pat me on the back. She's like, don't worry. She's like, don't worry. I'll, t I'll make sure, like, don't worry, I'll make sure she doesn't get away with this. She's like, did any of the, any of the other students, like, did the students say anything? I'm like, I'm like, no, they were just as spooked as I was. You know, I'm like, they didn't laugh at me about it like they usually do, but they told me, like, to tell you about it. So, yeah, this, yeah, so before class started, so before class uh, started for the day, I remember I was sitting by a tree then I saw like Miss Nelson come in, and even though my mom told me like, "Don't worry about it. Don't let her, don't let her scare. Don't let, don't let, uh, don't show her any fear. Like, you know, just, just walk it off. You'll be okay." But it's just like when I saw Miss Nelson going to the class, I felt like I wanted to shake. But I just remember when my mom told me like, "You know, don't worry. She's gonna get what's coming to her." And so I was just drinking water. Then all of a sudden. Like, before Miss Nelson got to her class, my mom confronted her. Because that's how my mom was, like... Like, if you said something bad or, like, if she had a problem with somebody, she will go up to your face and call you out on it. Like, that's how, like, no-nonsense she was. And she came up to this, to Miss Nelson, and I remember what she said exactly. I heard She's like, Miss Nelson's like, oh, hello, Miss Perez. And my mom was like... It's like, hey, nothing, you fucking, hey, nothing, you fucking bitch. And she's like, excuse me? She goes, it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? How dare you hit my daughter with a yardstick yesterday? She goes, what, what are you talking about? Now, you, like, I know, like, Miss Nelson wasn't scared of it, normal, not scared of anybody, but she got spooked because my mom, cause my mom was a short woman. But the fact that somebody, my mom, somebody actually came up to her and she was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, bullshit. She goes, my daughter came home with a golf ball, with a bump the size of a golf ball on her head. And she said that you hit her over the head with a yardstick because she didn't, because she didn't know how to write an address. It's like, I, I, I called the school and said that she was going to be sick. She's going to be gone for the week. Because it's not my fault they didn't inform you of that. Yeah, so she pretty much went off on this woman, and the thing of it is, they didn't hear me. They didn't realize, like, I was overhearing everything. And so, yeah, I, my mom... All the other kids must have heard, too. Yeah, everybody was, like, watching. Yeah, they pretty much started gathering, but they were gathering to where it went, like, you wouldn't see kids were gathering, but they were, like, oh, shoot, like, she's, she's chewing out Miss Nelson, because nobody, like... Miss Nelson would, like... Like, she never yelled at the other kids. I'm not sure, like, like what her issue was. But it's pretty much like no one's ever had a complaint about the te about this teacher. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they were watching, like, in, like amazement. They're like, man, your mom's, man, your mom's cool. I'm like, yeah. 
So yeah, my mom pretty much chewed her out. My yeah, pretty much. I remember like my mom was chewing her out, like saying like, "Oh, if you ever touch my daughter, if you ever do that to my kids or any of these kids here, I will make sure you never come back here." And then when class started, you know, before the class started, Miss Nelson called me to her desk, and I was like, "Oh no!" In my head, I'm like, "Oh no! What's going to happen now?" Yeah. And and that's when. The way she looked, she she looked like she got scolded. And I'm like, well, yeah, I just saw it. my mom scold you like a child. And she goes, I'm sorry for hitting you with the yardstick and yelling at you the other day. It's like, the school didn't tell me that you were gone for the week. That excuses, though. That's crazy. What the fuck? Yeah, so I was like, like yeah, well, let's just get past it. After that, uh, she didn't. She, uh, I still felt uneasy around her, but she stopped glaring at me. You know, she stopped keeping me on pins and needles. Pretty much after that. But the weird thing is, is that when I started fourth grade, you know, I saw like the new people were going into the class, and there was a brand new teacher in that class. And when I started asking, like, what happened to Miss Nelson? They're like, oh, she just got transferred. Don't worry about it. But the way they said it, it was like they weren't supposed to talk about it. Like, and then even like the kids were like, what happened to Miss Nelson? They're like, I don't know. I asked the asked another teacher or the asked the I asked one of the teachers, and they said, and they just kept saying, oh, she went to she got transferred. She got transferred. She got a different. She got another job at another school. Don't worry about it. Like they were like all tight-lipped about it. So when I asked my mom, she goes, "No, she got transferred. Don't worry about it. She's not gonna bother you or anybody else again." And yeah, I never, I never got any answer to like what happened to her or what happened. Maybe it's best. I don't know. I always figured maybe my mom got her fired. Yeah, that's what I would assumed. Yeah. But it was just weird. Like, all the other teachers and stuff, they would not elaborate on it. I guess they didn't want to cause any drama or anything, but... Yeah, it was like a deep-down feeling like, ah, you know, you know what really happened. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had any teachers that were that bad. <laughs> I've had bad teachers, but never to the point where they assaulted me or anyone else I'd seen. You know? But, yeah. Uh, she had a lot of anger issues, but one thing that kept going through my mind was that why is she a teacher? I mean, the fact that her face was red most of the time, it's like, I thought teachers were supposed to be calm and cool. I mean, I understand if you're red-faced if you're a kindergarten teacher, but these are third graders. But it's just, I had a, I don't know why, she was just like fixed. It seems like she was using me to vent her frustrations. And it's like, you know, you're not supposed to do that to students, right? You're, if, you, if you're angry, so that you should vent your anger doing something else. You know, don't take it out on a kid. This kid didn't do anything to you. 
But yeah, it was just one of the times my mom actually helped me with something. And it's just... Well, I bet that felt pretty good. It was... <sighs> yeah, it didn't feel like I had to be on edge, even though... Yeah. Yeah, it felt good. It was nice. Oh my god, you just jogged up a memory from high school. I had another weird encounter with... That was a... That was a male teacher. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, let's hear this one. Okay, yeah, so this was... High, okay, this was high school. What was it? I think it was... I think it was senior year. I was taking biology class. This guy, his name was Mr. Holmes. And when you see the... When you, if you would have seen this guy... He looked like he was in college. He didn't look like a teacher. He looked like he was just going to college. And I don't know what was with this guy, but for some reason when you look out, people are like, oh, that's a cool teacher. Yeah, he was cool, but it's just... There was just something creepy about this guy. Like, like you know like when you see... Like, if somebody smiles, you get like, oh, that's a nice person. No, but this guy... Ugh... It's just like the way his eyes would fixate on you. It just feels like he was like staring at you for some reason. I couldn't quite explain like he I just got he I just got creeped out and he would creep out a lot. Like a lot of the girls were like, "Oh my god, he's so cute." I'm like, "Do you not get the creepy vibes from this dude?" I mean, I would I mean, I would go to his class early just to get some work done, but the thing of it is, like, from the teacher's desk, he would try to, he would try to sit uh, as close as possible to me, and I didn't feel comfortable by it, because it's like, you know, teenage girl, older guy, it's like, the way he was sitting, it was like, it was a little too close for comfort, like, if I were to move my thigh, it would hit his thigh. Oh, yeah, that's super invasive. Yeah, he was super invasive, and then, like, he, like, I know you're supposed to look at people when you talk to them but the way he would look it's like if he was trying to look into your soul it, it was just it was really creepy and this is a reason why i have this thing where i have a complex where if i'm talking to somebody i can't look them in the eye because of this teacher so if i'm talking to you if you know if you see i'm looking at your nose or looking at your face or your forehead you know it's not a staring problem it's because of this teacher the way he would look we would look at you and it's like, try to look away, but it's like, even if you try to look away, his eyes would follow you. And that's why, like, like even today, like, if I'm talking to somebody, I can't look them in the eye. I can't look people in the eye because of this. But it's like, he was just like, trying. he was trying to be like a friend more than a teacher. I mean, we would do like, uh biology stuff we actually dissected a baby pig once but a lot of the times we would watch movies and stuff but it's just like even if the movie was playing i always felt like somebody was watching me and it was him but he would like pretend to be grading papers or reading a book did anybody and, else in your class ever talk about him was it like you're like hey this dude's kind of weird yeah some of the girls they're like oh actually some of the girls actually thought I was seeing the teacher, and, I'm, and they're like, hey, he goes, are, is that your boyfriend? Like, 
what's with your boyfriend? I'm like, boyfriend? They're like, oh, the teacher keeps looking at you. I'm like, we're not dating. He goes, I don't think it's, I don't think it's legal. Stupid phone. I don't think it's legal for a grown-ass per adult male that's a teacher to go out with a high school student. Like, you're not dating, then how come he's always looking at you? I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you ask him? You're the one that's always going on, oh, he's so hot. They're like, yeah, but the way he's looking at you, it's like your food. And, you know, I'm an overweight. At even high school, I was... Actually, until fourth grade, until the fourth grade, I was a skinny, I was a skinny kid. But right around fourth grade, all of a sudden, my body made me fat. So, yeah. You know, no guy ever asked me out. Sorry to go on a side tangent, but it's just... Like, no one, no guy would ever find an interest in me. And one of the things I heard was that if only she was thin. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, people are so rude. That was their excuse for why, like, no guy would ever ask me out or anything. But I think it was for the best that way. But anyway. No, but the fact that this teacher was like, I'm like, why would he have an interest in me? There's like a whole bunch of skinny chicks in my class. Why is he, like, so fixated on me? I never understood that. Don't worry, the show's not over just yet. We're taking one last little break for our sponsors. But then around the time when prom came around, he started fo shifting his focus on a 15, on a freshman that just joined our class. And I'm like, oh, thank God he's focusing on something else, on someone else. But he, <laughs> but he would, I mean, that's a bad thing to say, but it's just, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone threw new bait and he's just, just this predator and he's disturbed but <laughs> my wife had told me a story the other day about how uh how there was some coffee shop owner and you know apparently he'd gotten caught like kind of flirting with some girl some underage girl through text you know and she oh. was like i used to go to his coffee shop all the time but granted this she's like 25 at the time and she's like, yeah, I used to go to his coffee shop all the time. And he never gave me any weird vibes. And I was like, well, you were just too old for him. <laughs> so Jeez. She was all laughing. <laughs> and I was like, I know, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, so, okay, sorry. Interrupted there. So, prom day comes around. He's found his new, uh, his new target. target. Yeah. And you felt kind yeah. of like some relief now. You're like, oh, thank God. I can get some, some breathing room. Yeah. Did you ever warn the uh, the freshman? You're like, hey, this guy's kind of weird. Just, you know, be, be, be careful. I tried to, but she was like one of those, one of those snobby little freshmen. Oh, that's so like, hey, all I, that. Yeah, exactly. And this chick, she didn't look like she was 15. She had like big boobs, big butt. And I'm like, how can a skinny person can have a big butt and big boobs? I never understood that. But I tried to tell her like, hey, you might want to watch out for the teacher. She was like, oh, what? He's just a teacher. You don't know what you're talking about, fatty. And I'm like. Damn. You know? I'm like, no, fuck you, bitch. You get what you get. That's, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, well, fuck you, bitch. And she was like, what did you say? I'm like, you heard me. And I walked away. So, yeah, prompts coming around. And then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, like, I come to class. to, I go to school. And there's a note on his class. Please, please. It's like, oh, this class has been canceled. You know, the te he's no longer, the teacher, he's no, Mr. Holmes will be no longer teaching biology. So just, you have a free period before school. Or you have a, you have a free period, you have like a free period. 
Yeah, before school lets out. So you're just like, cool, do whatever. Yeah. But then after like the like the other students that were in the class were like, Hey, do you know what happened to Mr. Holmes? And I'm like, No, I just like I just saw the note on the thing saying we have a free class. Like, well that's cool. So then prompt comes around, you know, I went I went with my friends. I didn't have a date, but yeah, it didn't matter. So I went with my friends and um one of the one of the my friends' date was a guy I did a science project with in that class. His name was George. He was really cool. And I was like, hey, George. And my friend was like, you know this guy? I'm like, yeah, we used to take the same biology class uh, with Mr. Holmes. He goes, speaking of Mr. Holmes, did you hear what happened to him? I'm like, no. All I know is that they he stopped showing up to class. He stopped showing up to school. And, you know, they can't... Uh, he didn't have that class anymore. What happened? He goes, well, apparently he's he was on the run, he was on the run from the cops. He ran off with some fifteen-year-old from the from our class, and they were hiding out in Canada. Jesus. Yeah, I kid you not. Yeah, I kid you not. <laughs> that was my reaction. I was like, Jesus, are you serious? Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, did I'm like. I, and he's like, you know, I always knew that guy was a creep, but I had no idea. I'm like, I'm like, shoot, you weren't there when, because apparently, like, yeah, apparently that guy thought he was being all discreet. I me, like, focusing on me a lot of the time. But then, like, I'm like, yeah, but then around the time for prom, uh, like, this 15-year-old started taking the class, and then, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, it's like, they're like, did, they're like, did you even try to warn her? I'm like, I tried, but she was, she was just rude about it. That's crazy. I mean, in the end, you know, I mean, it's horrible what happened. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they eventually found him, but, you know, not to say he probably hadn't done anything already with her. And, you know, I'm sure she's had a life of uh, trauma. So, yeah, that's Jesus Christ. When, so wait, when did this happen? What, what you would say this is like before, like social media was big and everything, and yeah, know. yeah, this was uh, two thousand five. Two thousand five, yeah. This is like pre. I don't even know what was around with MySpace back then. Maybe if that, I don't even know. Actually, there wasn't my Facebook wasn't even around. This was before MySpace. That just shows because I started high school in two thousand one, which is when the yeah September eleventh happened. That yeah, I was in. I was a freshman when September when the 9/11 happened, and then I graduated in 2005. So I was 18. But yeah, I had no idea that guy, that guy was a creep. But looking back at it now, it's like, oh my god, this guy was a predator. Yeah, like all the signs were there. Yeah, you know, it's funny you should say that. I had. Uh... This is before, like, I ran away from home and, like, I dropped out and everything. I was, I think it was, like, eighth grade. And, um, you know, we had this, most of the, the PE teachers or the coaches also did, like, history or they taught, you know, they usually taught history or they taught math or, you know, just, like, one of those two. And that was, like, the usual consensus between every school I went to. So, you know, I'm in, I'm in, I think, math class or whatever it was. And... You know, we've got the coach there. And I wasn't, like, a very buff kid. I didn't do any sports. I just kind of, like, you know, I hung out with, like, the stoners and did my own thing. And, um, you know, there was a couple cheerleaders in that class. 
And one of them was like always right next to the, the coach, like sat right next to him, like chair just planted next to him, you know, like a teacher's aide essentially, but not really, you know, she's just a student. And yeah. I remember like I would pull my phone out slightly and he would yell at me, he'd be like, Eric, put that phone away. He's like, no. And then I'm like, what the fuck? You know, because I see her with her phone right next to him, swiping on it like nothing. And Man. uh one time I was got mad. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so you want me to put my phone away? But what, what this girl can keep her phone out? Cause what you have a crush on her or something. I was like, we all see how you look at her. And he felt his face was just like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like he got Bust. caught and I just called him out for it. I was like, why? Cause you got like a crush on this fucking cheerleader. And I, was, I was all mad. And then, I mean, obviously he sent me out of class. He was like, he's like, get the fuck out of my class. I was like, all right, fine. I was like, I don't want to be next to a fucking pedophile anyways. <laughs> I left. Oh, my. Damn. Then, you know, I was a bad kid, though. But, you know, I called it out, too. I called it like I seen it. And then, you know, after that, I think I changed uh, classes. And the next class, too, that coach hated me even more because his name was Coach Coach Keeney, I remember. And he had a bunch of leprechaun-like memorabilia because I guess he went to some college where their mascot was a leprechaun. And, uh, oh, I know it. Oh, I know it's college you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he went to that college, and so he was, you know, very prideful in his college. And I was a, a teenager, and I was a little shit. So it was like the first day in there, and I had to, you know, I had to leave my mark. And my best friend Robbie was in that class at the time. Robbie was like the high school, you know, stoner, like the main one you would see, and you say, "Oh, that dude smokes weed." You know, he looked like uh, a mix of. Uh, Oh God, uh, God, like Polly Shore mixed with like, I don't know, Tarzan. <laughs> That's what he looked like. <laughs> so, oh, Polly Shore. Yeah, he had Polly Shore's energy with like Tarzan's like long hair and like dirtiness. <laughs> Yikes! And uh, but he was just a really funny guy. So I think I have pictures of him, of me and him, like, like visually assaulting employees at Six Flags, making them take photos with us while we were just like stoned and they're just like <laughs> uncomfortable as hell. But yeah, so first I'm yeah. in there and you know, I'm like, I gotta make my mark. So I get a permanent, I used to do this trick. You get a, a Sharpie and you get an Expo marker. Cause you know, Sharpie, you can't erase that as easy as an Expo and Expo, you can just wipe it off. So I would yeah. take two black ones, you know, black Sharpie, black Expo, and I would draw something incredibly phallic and then I would disguise it with the <laughs> Expo marker. So I think I drew, <laughs> Um, yeah, I drew a picture of pretty much Coach Keeney performing fellatio on a leprechaun, and then I disguised the rest of it with more magic markers so it looked like a different image. So he goes <laughs> in there, and he goes to erase it, you know, because he just sees, like, a drawing on the board. And as he starts to erase it, the real image becomes, you know, but no to everyone. Oh, dear. And then <laughs> I had wrote on there, too, uh, Coach Keeney has a small weenie. And he was like, he was That's so mad. He was like, who did this? Who the fuck did this? And like, I was like, no one's gonna rat me out, you know? No one's gonna fucking. Yeah. Me. They all pointed at me immediately. Was, oh, shit. Stitches, man. Yeah, Damn. Me out. So he's like, he didn't know who I was yet. So he's like, who the fuck is this? So he calls out my last name and he's like, he's like, did you do this? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't care what you do for us of this semester. I don't wanna see you in my fucking class. You can go walk around the hallways. You could stay in your last period. He's like, I see you in this fucking class again. He's like, I'll, I'll put, well, I forgot what he did. He said he was going to do something, something along the lines of whatever. But I just knew, like, he just didn't want to see me at all. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'll, I'll pass you, okay? You'll, you'll pass in the class. I don't want to see your face here, though. He's like, I don't have time for, for little shits like you. And I was like, all right. 
So I was like, cool with me. I'll stay in fucking drama class, you know? I went there for my, my previous period, so I got to hang out there for another period, and it was cool. So it worked out pretty good, but I was a bad kid. Mm. <laughs> so, I was like the class clown, you know? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Well, you're a good person, though. Yeah, I just, uh, it was a harmless joke, you know? I didn't hurt no one. I just made like a little, you gotta, you gotta sprinkle some fun in there every now and then. But yeah, yeah. Speaking of PE teachers, oh my God, there's there's another experience I had. This was middle school, but I have never told anybody about this. But um, yeah, like I said, I was overweight. Well, I, I'm I'm still overweight, but as a kid, you know, I was a I was a overweight, and they were supposed to put me in the special ed PE because of the fact that you know I was overweight, and you know, there's always that risk of like I could have a heart attack or hurt myself because of my weight issue so the problem is that the school messed up my scheduling so they put me in the regular PE class and not the special ed one where I had my friends and stuff in there and for some I can't remember this PE teacher's name but for some reason she she I don't know she didn't like me she's like Perez I'm like is your name is your mom's is like your mom works at the elementary school as a TA doesn't she but it wasn't like a genuine question because a lot of times with people I was like, oh, is that your mom? She's really nice. Like in elementary, like when I went to high school, I remember I was like nervous, but people were like, Perez, they're like, my last name's Perez. So they're like, hey, is your, wait, is your mom so-and-so Perez who worked at the elementary school? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm like, is she still around? Like, yeah, why? They're like, oh, I'm, oh, I love her. Like, how is she doing? You know, she made learning fun. I miss her. Like, I wish teachers were more like her. Yeah, so people remember my mom, like, in a positive way. Because she was always nice to, like, the kids. She was always... She made teaching more fun, so it's like... I'm like, I'm actually shocked that, you know, they remember my mom. But it's just like... You know, my mom did a good thing by... Like, a lot of kids... There were, like, a lot of bad kids, but they remember, like, you know... Of all the shitty things I've been through, your mom actually helped me... You know, focus my life for the better. But yeah, for this PE teacher, though, she was like... Wait, that's your mom? And I'm like, yeah, why? And she wouldn't say anything, but she was like, go do 20 laps. And it was, and on this day, it was like really hot there. Even though the the, the PE teachers were instructed, don't make the kids run or anything. It's super hot. Just like, you know, make them do light stuff. Teach them like how to stay cold during the hot weather. No, this bitch, she made me run 20 laps in the fucking heat. And I was like, didn't, or like, weren't you guys instructed not to let us run? She goes, I don't fucking care. You go do your 20 laps. And, you know, nobody, no one backed me up or anything. Because nobody questioned what this PE teacher did. So, what she, she had me run these laps. And all I remember is that I was on the fourth lap. And the heat was really getting to me. Because, like, I didn't have water. Because normally when, if she had us do laps... You know, she would let us carry a water bottle, but I was, I didn't, I didn't have a water bottle any way to keep myself cool. So I'm running in the heat. And the only thing I remember is like my head started throbbing, my face was burning. And the next thing you know, everything went black. And I woke up hours later in the nurse's office and it turns out like the cops were there. You know, my dad couldn't pick me up that day because he was out of state. And they had to call my mom. 
And I just remember I woke up and I remember like my face was burning, my head was sobbing, and they're like, Oh, don't get up too quick now. I'm like, What happened? Like they're like, Do you remember anything you were like, what were you doing out in the heat? And I remember and I told them like, Well, my PE teacher told me to run twenty laps. They're like, She made you run in the heat, weren't they told then weren't they told not to have the kids do that? I'm like, Yeah, but apparently she made me run and everybody else got to sit in the shade. Man, that's horrible. And, but here's the thing. Apparently, I apparently I when I collapsed in the field. And apparently, I flatlined from the heat. Like when they finally when they brought me into the nervous office, I wasn't breathing. They couldn't pick. They couldn't find a heartbeat or a pulse for five minutes. So apparently. I apparently died yeah. on school property. But the only thing I remember doing was running and then everything went black. And then like, they're like, yeah, for like five minutes, you weren't breathing. They couldn't, we couldn't find a pulse or a heartbeat, but then, you know, you started breathing and then they just like, just made, like we made sure to cool, cool you off and everything. Did anybody do CPR at least, or what? I mean, what? Jesus. They did. They did. Well, that's what they did. That's what they were trying to tell me. But it's just like you know, my head was sobbing. But they're like, you know, we were doing CPR on you for like five minutes. We like we couldn't resuscitate you. We feared you were dead. And then when they asked, like, who did this? Who made you run in the heat? And I said, oh, my PE teacher. They're like, did she say why? It's like, and that's when like the principal came in. It's like, what happened? Because we told we told all the PE teachers not to make the kids run. It's like. Did she tell you why? I'm like, no, she just asked, like, about my mom and stuff. And they're like, and it's, I told them, like, what happened, like, the, the teacher asked about my mom. And then she made me run in the heat. It's like, wait, Miss, like, Miss so-and-so made you run in the heat? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so, yeah, it turns out I didn't end up having to go to school. For like the next, for like, I didn't, I didn't have to go to school for like a week because apparently, yeah, heat exhaustion, but it's just, I had no idea that technically I died and like for five minutes I wasn't breathing or nothing. I mean, they were doing CPR, they were doing everything to bring me back, but it didn't seem like it was working. But then all of a sudden, you know, everything started working again. But the thing of it is, is that I don't remember all I remember was that I was running. And then when I wake up hours later, I'm like, wait, did I pass out in the sun or something? Because I, I had no idea. But rest assured, that bitch was fired. Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> God. Yeah, I have never told anybody that story because I always feel like if I told somebody, if I ever told anybody... I remember I, when they told that to my mom, my mom was like, I don't fucking believe this. Like, she's like, I, I just don't. But I didn't learn this until later. My dad was the one who told me. Because, like, I wasn't, like I said, I was gone for a week for school. And then, like, like during that week, that's when I was staying with my dad. And my dad was like, what are you doing home? And so when I told him about, like, what happened at school he talked to my mom and then it wasn't until like years later this is after my mom passed away that he told me 
He's like, you don't remember what happened to you in middle school. I'm like, no. I'm like, well, well, you technically died. Like the te- because the PE teacher had an issue with your mom. I don't know. It's like I don't know what it was. Like my dad told me, like uh, apparently the female teachers, a lot of the female teachers didn't like my mom for some reason. And that's when my dad told me, like you know, like in middle school, like that PE teacher, she got fired for, you know, she nearly killed you. She had an issue with your mom. I don't know if they went to high school together or not, but she just hated your mom for some reason. And, you know, when she found out that you're her daughter, you know, she thought she could get payback for it. It's like, yeah, she nearly killed a student. And he goes, oh, you don't have to worry about that PE teacher because she got blackballed from uh, teaching ever again. Yeah, I imagine so. I don't. I don't think you're allowed to kill children and just keep keep teaching. Yeah. That's crazy though. Fuck. I mean, you know, I I've always wondered, you know, what what people think when they've had those, you know, I I died experiences. You know, some people say they see a big flash, and, and like you said, some people say it's just nothing. They just it was like they just woke up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've had I had something kind of similar happen, um, but. It was just weird, and and it was probably because I was doing drugs and stuff at the time too. But you know, I had probably came off of a binger of whatever at the time. You know, I was partying a lot, and I was I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I was working at Taco Bell, the most luxurious of jobs, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually love that job though. So um, yeah, I was working there at the time, and and I don't know. I just you know I was partying a lot. I wasn't eating at all because the drugs I was taking just, you know, I didn't have really have any hunger, just didn't feel hungry. I would eat, you know, little things, mostly just drink slushies or whatever I can get for free from work. But nice. I, I was a hard worker though. I mean, I would work my ass off, you know, I would, that was like the one thing I was always and always had been and just like a hard worker. And, uh, yeah, it was like whatever middle of the shift. I'd probably been there probably about maybe five or six hours. And I felt pretty normal. I didn't feel anything crazy, you know, just sweaty, maybe a little bit sweaty and fatigued, but you just kind of push through it after a while. You get that, you know, that weird energy where you're just like, oh, just fucking let's keep going. And the next thing I know is I I can't see anything like I've gone blind, like straight black and I'm still moving and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't see anything. What the hell? And, you know, I... I was wearing glasses at the time, so it wasn't like I didn't have my glasses. I was just black, you know? And oh, I could hear a ringing start in my ears, and it was starting to pick up. Like, it was kind of faint at first, and then it started becoming deafening. And I was like, I can't hear anything now. What the fuck? All I can hear is, like, you know, it sounded like I was underwater. And I can hear people talking to me. Oh, shoot. You know, trying to discern their voices. And then, you know, I could feel people grab my arm and trying to direct me because I guess I was like running into stuff and I was saying I was I was still talking I was like I can't see anything I was like I've gone blind oh, shit. and I was like help help you know I'm like fuck. so I was freaking out and then you know the next thing I know is I just like I guess I passed out or something but everything went black and I couldn't hear anything and then they said like I collapsed and then they ended up like pouring water on me and you know they dragged me into the office and then eventually I was waking up and uh, well I could see again after a little bit so and they said they didn't know what had happened. So they were asking me questions like, you know, what, what's going on? You have any medical conditions? I was like, no, I don't, you know, I've known these people for like a year at this point. 
And I was like, nothing, you know? And they're like, well, have you eaten anything today? And I was like, I don't think I've eaten anything in like two days. <laughs> so, you know, but to me, that was normal at the time. I was like homeless and, you know, just, you know, I was like, I don't think I've eaten in like two days. So I was like, I think I drank something. So the manager just like, here, get some nachos in you. And so she started to feed me. And I'm just eating, you know, just sitting on the floor eating. And I'm like, I, I slowly felt a little better. I was, I knew I didn't want to, they, they asked me, do they want a, an ambulance? I was like, do not call an ambulance. I was like, I cannot afford that. So oh, jeez. I, like, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm taking an ambulance. So, you know, I, I would rather just, you know, I knew I could see again too at that point. And I was like feeling a little better, just like shaking. And yeah. then, you know, the manager at the time, she was like, you want to go home? And I was like, no, nah, I think I'll just keep working. I was like, I was like, what's it going to do if I go home? I'll still be the same. It's not like anything's going to change. So true. But uh, yeah, that was, I guess, my only nearest experience to that. Another one off story is uh, I kind of did this one to myself, though. This is the same job, same around that same time frame, maybe a couple uh, like weeks later. I think it was New Year's. I remember that, though like new year's eve and the day before i was at a friend's house i was crashing at his place for a bit and i just bought some potatoes because potatoes are cheap you know yeah but exactly they were, they were still green like still very ripe not ready to be oh. cooked yet and i'm like oh not the green potatoes i'm like man i'm starving and i was like these potatoes are still pretty hard and i don't think they're ready yet and i was like well you know, I think if I just fry them, if I fry them up, they'll probably be okay. You know, I was like, you can probably cook out anything that's not good yet. So I, I fried them up with some oil and, you know, I made like little potato tacos and Ooh, uh, nice. I ate them and they weren't the best. They were still kind of crunchy, but, you know, I, I, I was hungry. So I'd scarfed it down. I was like, fuck it. And I eat. So I'm at work that night and I'm like, you know, getting into my, my groove. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, shit. I was like, I don't feel good. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck's? And I just like, like Exorcist style throw up, like projectile oh, onto Jesus. like a wall over the trash can. Oh, I tried to aim damn. for the trash can, but it just went straight over and onto the wall, and it just kept coming out. And the manager was like, my god, Eric, what? Do you need to go home? And I was like, I was like, I no, 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 no. I was like, I told her, I was like, I think I need to go home. I don't feel too. Jesus. And she was like, oh, we were really short staffed and it was busy. And she's like, well, do you think you can maybe just finish your shift out? And there was like four hours to go. I was like, I don't think so. And I was like, oh, give me a second. And I ran to the bathroom because I was like, I can't keep throwing up in the kitchen. So I ran to yeah. the bathroom and I remember we had this one dude. His name was Steven. And Steven was very flamboyant. You know, he was openly gay, flamboyant man. And uh, he had just got done like cleaning the bathrooms like immaculately. And I like pretty much Duke of uh, Hazard style, like slide underneath the door because it was locked. And I'm like in there with him now. And he's like, oh, my God, Eric, what's what's going on? I'm like, Steve, get out of here. <laughs> just like, <laughs> start throwing up on the toilet. And he's like, oh, my oh. God. Oh, 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 my. Oh, what's happening? I was like, Steve, get out. <laughs> I'm like throwing up all over. And I, I was just I had the worst aim. It was just everywhere. And I, I remember like taking the mop he had and just kind of like flushing the toilet and grabbing some of the toilet water and kind of like mopping it back up and into the toilet. I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, sorry, Steven. I just left the toilet with the mop in there. I just walked out. I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. He used to remind me of a Simpson. It shows like uh, Smithers was cleaning the men's room. And he had just finished detailing like the urinal with a toothbrush. And then like Homer comes in and goes, oh, man, I really got going. All yours. No. And everybody's looking <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> 
That's funny. That I remember that. That's a distinct image in my head. That's so funny. All right. Well, I think we hit our, our time here for the show. Um, one question, though, I like to ask everyone that's on the show. And uh, if you're watching this, you're probably like, oh, I know what he's going to ask. But what, what what's one piece of advice you would give to someone that was in a similar situation that you had faced, you know, whether it had been something with your mom or even with the, the teacher experience or anything that any of the stories you've, you've told tonight, what's something you would tell someone for like in hindsight, a young, a young listener or anybody? Well, my piece of advice is if a teacher's making you feel uncomfortable, if a teacher's harassing you or is making you feel like you're not welcome in the class or like you feel like you're being singled out, talk to somebody, you know, bring it up, bring it up with your parents, you know, inform the principal if you can, but make sure you tell somebody, like tell your parents or an older sibling, you know, like don't keep quiet about it. You know, the more, like a lot of, like, um, I have to remember this was the nineties when this stuff happened. Like, you know, there wasn't social media, we didn't have cell phones, you know, and it's like, you know, you just have to tell your parents, but then it's like, well, do you have proof? Or it's like, a lot of times parents don't listen to their kids. And then, you know, that's where like a lot of abuse happens, but it's like, don't be afraid to tell somebody, like tell your parents, tell the principal, like what's been going on, you know, so that, you know, even if they're, even though they're not able to stop it, they can keep this, per, these creeps from, you know, harming any other kids. All right. I think that's excellent advice. I, I second that. And uh, all right. Well, I guess that's about it. I want to thank you again for, for your time and your stories and just sharing sharing with us tonight. And, you know, I this is crazy. So, I, you know, I know I've known you for a very long time. I don't think we've had a lot of, of time to actually just talk one on one, though. So I appreciate that. And um, yeah, well, that's about it. I just want to say thanks again for listening, everybody. If you made it this far, then I'm sure you'd love to know where to find more content. For more scary podcasts like this and a link to our Discord, where you can reach out to be interviewed on this show, please go to eeriecast.com. Thanks again. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.